Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, this is Tony Cotti, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh and James Jones. England are at the World Cup, but rest assured, there's still a West Ham representative in Nayef Agued and Morocco who are steamrolling their way to the final, sure to beat France and absolutely no doubt whatsoever that they'll overcome Argentina, who I'm assuming will reach the final from the other side. Jonesy, great to see you again, mate. We've had a couple of weeks off. Uh, just to let ourselves enjoy the World Cup. appreciate that there's not a great deal of West Ham content going on. Um, and let's be honest, just to give ourselves a bit of a rest. Um, how you been, mate? What have you been up to? Uh, update me on your movements, thoughts, feelings and exciting things that have happened in your life uh, since we last spoke. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right, thanks, mate. It's, um, I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed the break from West Ham and the stress that comes with it. Um, Harrison's birthday the weekend just gone, so that was uh, huge. That was oh, dig a dig a world, wasn't it? Dig a party or whatever it was. Yeah, we we had we be putting a little digger party for him. So we had like a, dig, a digger themed bouncy castle, yeah. digger themed soft play, um, yeah. and then he had like a little digger t shirt and digger themed mm. cake and, and all the rest of it. Um, mm. as you can guess, he likes he likes his diggers. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's it, it was good fun. It was just seeing his little face on Friday morning on his birthday, waking up, seeing all the presents, and yeah. Um, which was lovely, uh, but other than that, mate, it's been I've just been kind of watching a bit of the World Cup and yeah. um, just building up to Christmas, which is which is coming up a lot quicker than I'd anticipated, really. Before it was less rapidly. than two weeks away, but yeah, how have you been? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, um, what have I been doing? I've been working my little socks off actually during the World Cup, um. And that's sort of the extent. They've been out for some. The Christmas festivities have started, haven't they? Um, I had my work Christmas party uh, last week in in Waterloo, which was um, very good fun. 
bit of a late night, feeling a little bit sorry for myself the next day. Um, but it was only a one dayer. It was only a one dayer. Age thirty one, as I am now, very recently. Um, the hangovers have started creeping into like two days, and then sometimes when they're really bad, like you're still feeling the remnants on day three, mm. which isn't my favourite thing to be honest. I've had a bit of a hard time. Um, about how much older I'm getting as it is. And when the hangover started getting bad, I was like, if I can't even like drink the sorrow away, then what have I got? Um, so no, that was a one day hangover, which was, uh, which was positive. Um, so I was pleased with that. Um, I'll tell you what I did get the other day, Jonesy. Um, I got myself a Philips one blade. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or ever used one before. Um, I got gifted one of those, and uh, they're absolutely. I've, as you know, I've got that facial hair. I'm like, you can you grow a proper beard? I can, yeah, um, but it, ta- yeah. it takes me longer than it probably should do at the age of thirty-four. But I can do, I can do it if I persevere with it. Then, yeah. Does it go all patchy? Uh, I'm over the patchy stage. Oh yeah, um, but. Uh, which again, at the age of thirty-four, I should have been long. I should have been long gone. But I, I, up until about two years ago, I still had got it patchy. But um, mm. I'm over that. But yeah, I, I prefer not to. No, I, I agree. But I'm constantly like dancing the line between if I take too much of like because I mine's ridiculous. If I grow it, it just looks patchy and scruffy, and I look ridiculous. But then if I shave it all off, I look like a chubby fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, so I'm forever dancing the line between trying to find the balance between leaving just enough on so I still look like a grown man um, but uh, not leaving it too long to, to go completely scruffy so I've got a new one of them um, which is, was, has, has been a delight uh, and other than that um, I, I can't really update you with anything exciting um, I did some Christmas preparation, some shopping the other day and some wrapping, which is officially a Will Pew world record for earliness and preparationness. Um, so I've wrapped, bought and wrapped four birthday presents. Wow. Uh, sorry, Christmas presents. Um, and normally I do it on Christmas Eve and a mad dash around Chelmsford um, town centre or city centre as it now is um, with my dad, just buying up all the presents we need in one mad dash before a little trip to the pub and then wrap them on Christmas Eve evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I will still be doing that for, but I'll have way less to do because I've already done some. So I was quite proud of myself for that. I'm impressed, mate. I'm a, I'm a Christmas Eve uh, dasher. Yeah. Uh, me I, too, bought yeah. Few, I, I bought a few things online this year, um, which have really arrived, but, um, and obviously Harrison's already sorted because we got, we got his yeah. before his birthday presents, but right. I've done a little bit, but I, I'm a, I'm definitely a Christmas Eve wrapper. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'll definitely need to go out on Christmas Eve and, and get some bits and pieces as well. So, uh, very mm. impressed, mate. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, other than that, just been uh, just been watching the footy. Um, yeah, a little bit of uh, what's it called? Uh, attention focus onto the international stage. Um, what did you make of England? Then obviously we've got listeners from all over the planet. Um, who support different countries, no doubt. Um, but what did you make of, well, for, for those of you uh, who aren't English um, and thinking, oh, here we go again. We've got, so we know we've got a big following in Oz. Uh, Socceroos did pretty well, didn't we? We can get onto those in a little bit. Uh, we've got listeners all over the place. But as far as, um, 
you know the majority who who do listen in England go. Uh, what did you make of the three lions performance? Obviously went out. We're recording this on the twelfth, so just a couple of days after uh, they went out to France, two undefeat in the quarterfinals. Yeah, as everyone knows, I was was not looking forward to this World Cup. Um, generally, not just from an England standpoint, but just generally. Um, mm. But um, once we got all those boring nil nils out of the way in the first couple of days, I did. I've actually quite enjoyed the World Cup. It's been pretty good. Um, mm. But from an England point of view, I, I don't think anyone can be particularly surprised that we went out to France. Um, no, <clears throat> I think. You know, when, you, when you get knocked out by the reigning champions, yeah, okay, Kane missed a late penalty. Um, yeah. Rubbish penalty. Should at least be at the target. Um, but, um, yeah, that, yeah, there was hardly any pressure on him, was there? No, and it's, I mean, Spurs, Spurs power letting the country down. I mean, we'll have to see it, didn't we? But, um, Leave it out. But yeah, I, I, it's, as soon as it was like, yeah, France in the quarters, it was like, okay, well, if we go out to the reigning champions, then, it's not going to be, you know, we can't, can't be too disheartened. Yeah, I think, no shame I think, in that. I think we, we probably did enough on the night to, to, to beat them. Um, Definitely. So, you know, you look at it and go, okay, well, these things, these things happen. Hmm. Um, it's just, when it comes to World Cup, obviously you've got to wait another four years before you get another crack at it. Um, by then, players are four years older. Luckily, we've got... Yeah, but that's perfect. Squad. You're joking. Got, Bellingham. Got, that's what I mean. Like, we've got a young squad. I mean, Bellingham's absolutely superb. Um, definitely the highlight for me for, for, for England during the World Cup. I thought he was outstanding. Um, so Even Deckard Decker's Rice. is like 23 or whatever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Deckard Rice, he'll be, he'll be peak. They'll all be at their peak. So, we are definitely going to win it next time, mate. Yeah, I mean, but this is this is the thing, and this is kind of what I mentioned before, was that Southgate, he's a tournament manager, isn't he? He's a tournament manager. All right. Hmm. Okay, that we've been, we were underwhelming in the Nations League. I mean, whether you can call it a tournament or not is just is a completely different conversation. But uh, we've got relegated in that. But I think when shut it comes, up. When it, Honestly, when it comes relegated. to <laughs> when, it, when it comes to when it comes to big big tournaments, Euros and World Cups, um, he's he's certainly a big like, a tournament manager. And there's been a debate in there as about whether he should go now or whether he should take us into the next Euros in the World Cup. Why would you get rid of him? Like, why would you get rid of him? Like, every single people are actually every single manager before him has taken us to World Cups and Euros and just been so incredibly underwhelming. It's been painful to the point where when when we got to the semi-finals of the last World Cup, Southgate's first tournament. Everyone was like, "What on earth is going on?" <laughs> I know. Like, we were expecting to go out in the groups, and then suddenly we're in the semi-finals, and, um, and we Thank should have you. got the final, really. So, and then obviously we get to the final of the Euros, and then the quarterfinals of this World Cup probably should have been a semi. Um, so you've got to be happy with it. You've got to be happy with it. Like we're, we're now going into major tournaments, going, yeah, like we've got a chance here. Like we're good enough. We're good enough to at least get to a final. Okay, we've not done it this time around. But we've lost to the reigning champions, the team yeah. with the best power in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of comments on social media of people getting annoyed with Southgate. Oh, he only for gave what? Rashford like, for he what this time. He only, he only gave Rashford five minutes. It's like, well, like, is Rashford going to cross the bench? Takers, no, but if one of the best penalty takers in the world bangs a penalty, it's two all. Rashford gets a whole of extra time, probably, and God yeah. knows what happens then. Like. Yeah, it, you, you know, can't. You can't. Um, it's so easy to do that after the event, isn't it? 
you can't plan for for Kane missing a penalty. I mean, he, he rarely misses, so he's missed. Yeah. Like everyone's surprised. I mean, even he's surprised he's missed as well. So um, it is. I mean, I I wasn't normally. I'm absolutely gutted when mm. to get knocked out of major tournaments, particularly deep in the tournament. Um, but this time I was like, do you know what? I think we can look back at that and go, yeah, like that was a that was a good run. Yeah. Um, we've not we've not disgraced ourselves. Um, scored a lot of goals, which again yeah. has always been an issue before Southgate. So yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what all the, all the fuss is about. Like we'll go again in two years for the Euros, and we go into that Euros as favourites. I would have thought definitely, definitely. I think that yeah. So I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm I'm happy, and I've enjoyed the tournament all all round. I think it's been a good it's been a good World Cup. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of, I'm not so sure about that. The, the mid-season element of it, I think, is rubbish. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, And it all just feels like I've got a few friends who are out there, both as fans and and people who are colleagues and stuff who are working. Um, and honestly, it doesn't sound like what I like a World Cup or a Euros to be about. Um, there's sort of the, the sense seems to be that between games, there's not really much of a sense of anything going on. Um, and, you know, all, all the, the stadiums being within close proximity to each other is obviously good from a logistical point of view, but it all just feels a bit like artificial and having it in the middle of the uh, the season is just a complete no-go for me. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, from a football point of view, it's been good. I think from a foot, yeah, you're probably right, to be honest. Yeah, I think a lot of the games have been really entertaining. We've seen some giant killings, haven't we, which everyone likes to see. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's one of those where there's there has been a sense, I don't know if it's the same among your friends and colleagues and family or whatever, that um, the excitement levels have been dampened, I think. And even, you know, look, obviously everyone gets up for England games. But I just think there's something a little bit wrong about getting ready to watch an England game at the World Cup and it's freezing cold outside. I just think it's wrong and I just think it take, it diminishes it. And I think with everything else that went on before. Um, but yeah, the, the football has been has been pretty good. Um, any sort of... Uh, uh, you've been keeping an eye, I guess, on, on West Ham players. Um, uh, Thilo Kerr and Germany... Went out pretty well. It's quite funny. A colleague of mine, big West Ham fan, um, season ticket holder at London Stadium. Uh, he's even more curmudgeonly than me about West Ham and about football in general. Um, so I think it was the first Brazil game and Paqueta was pretty rubbish. Um, and he's going, oh, oh, it's just a relief. Just um, like He can't even play well for Brazil. He's obviously no good. Um, blah blah blah. It's a relief, and then they played. Who? Who's the game they played? Uh, and they absolutely ran riot, didn't they? Scored a couple of absolute scorching goals. Was it South Korea? I think South it was. Korea, yeah, Piquet scored, scored yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he had gone a little bit quiet by then. But yeah, same much the same about Thilo Kerr as well. Going, ah, oh, you know, how's he getting in the Germany team? He can't do anything for West Ham. Da, da, da. Um, but it's been a. Um, yeah, I mean, Alphonse Ariola's in the France squad as well, and I saw him celebrating the other night. Um, bless him, not that he's uh, contributed too much to their to their campaign at present. Um, but have you found it sort of from a West Ham perspective then? I think I thought we had eight players there. 
I think seven or eight players. Naya Fagued from Morocco as well got injured, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah obviously, Morocco are a big story, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, and I think they've only conceded one goal, isn't it? And, and that goal was his own goal. Um, good old Aguirre loves an own goal, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I, I've been quite impressed with all of them. Piquet had a bad first game, but it's coming to yeah. his own and, and was, yeah. was brilliant before they got knocked out. Uh, I mean, everyone forgets that Vlasic is still a West Ham player. And he's, I know. He's, he's been all right, hasn't he? He's turned um, up for Croatia. Banged a quality uh, penalty the other night, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of people were digging West Ham out on social media because, you know, they, they when Croatia knocked Brazil out, it was like, oh, they were like, oh, really sorry, Lucas. I, I, I'm sorry that you've been knocked out. And everyone's like, yeah, but congratulate Vlasic as well. Like, he's he's played a part. Mm. He's in the final World Cup, but no such tweet came from that. But second rights <laughs> for, from for for England. Um I don't know who else was there. Kara, I mean Germany were poor all round, weren't they? Yeah. Um, not very good at all, were they? I mean I don't think there's there's been any more. Oh, like I said, big Alphonse. Um... Big Alphonse, I mean he's just there for morale, wasn't he? <laughs> but, I mean, yes. I mean I mean, part of me was hoping they'd go to penalties and they might stick Alphonse Areola in goal for the penalties. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, big Decker's in. What do you big think? He's, uh, I think he's shown him, covered himself in glory. Basically admitted a few weeks ago, didn't he, that he's going to be leaving in the summer. Yeah. Um, that, I don't think he'll see the season. I'm sure he'll see the season out, don't you think? He'll see the season out. in January. I mean, they, they won't. I mean, the club can't really afford to send him in January just given the position we're in. Mm. Uh, I, I thought that that press conference was a really weird... That The, the way that he Did answered you, uh, was just a little Why bit like. It? I mean, if it's, I don't know whether it's because it's the timing of the World Cup, and he's always going to. I, I don't begrudge the question being asked because journalists have got to ask those sort of questions. We're coming up mm. to a transfer window. He's at a major tournament. It, the tournament's at a weird time anyway. Um, but I felt like he could have maybe answered it a little bit differently. Um, I, I've, I've got no nothing against. Oh, how, mate? I don't care. He's one of the best players we've had. He should be playing the Champions League. He but I think may, maybe at that time, given the situation that we're in um, as a club um, and given that he's the club captain, maybe he should have gone like, I'm not here to talk about a future and to focus on England. Done. We know that he wants to play Champions League football. We know he's good yeah. enough and he should be playing Champions League football. Um, he should be playing Champions League football this year for West Ham, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's not. 
and he is good enough. And everyone knows he's leaving in the summer. The club can't afford to sell him in January. Um, mm. Although I'm sure, I'm sure they're pretty tempted if an offer comes in, given the money that he could go for. No but one's club, no one's forking out. They, but, the clubs but, don't budget for like under no, no, fifty and, million pounds spends in Jan, do they? But yeah, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge anything he really he said. Everything he said was right. It was fair. Yeah, I, yeah. But I think maybe he could have handled that question a little bit better, given. I mean, if we're top, if we're fifth in the league, and he comes out and says that, you go, all right, fair enough. But we're not. We're, we're no, going, but then no, you but, wouldn't say fair enough. You'd go, oh, if fifth, you stay with us, mate. It will be. Well, uh, yeah, I see season. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But the fact is, we got we got, when football starts again on Boxing Day against the league leaders, and we're mm. struggling. We're worried about going down again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, suddenly, the, all those worries start flooding back. Um, yeah. You need your club captain to to be on point and, and be ready for the fight. And mm. you know, coming out three or four weeks before that game, in the middle of a, a major tournament for England, going, "Oh yeah, no, I also want to play Champions League football." Yeah, you know, and, and it's like, "Come on, like there's ways." Yeah, no, of, you know what? There's ways Actually, of answering that question. Agree. Yeah, um, and I, it, I, I think there was the reaction from West Ham fans. There was a real mixture of there was a lot of fans going, "Yeah, fair enough, Dick." Yeah, and other people going, "Lack of professionalism should never have answered that question like he did." Um, and I, I mean, I fall in that camp. I just think maybe not a lack of professionalism, but a lack of a lack of awareness around the situation at the club and the lack of responsibility he's got, awareness of the responsibility he's got as club captain. Yeah, I must admit, I didn't really think that. And I, I'm, you know, I'm loath to um, agree with you or have my mind changed <laughs> by you. Anyone else yeah. is fine. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah, immediately when you said that as club captain, you're right. You can just you can just make a nothing of it, can't you? Just be like, yeah. I'm here to play with England, like, yeah. um, and that's my sole focus at the moment. You know, and then I'll be back with West Ham, looking to do as best I can with them it, this it, season. It, those things will happen, but now is certainly not the time to be talking or thinking about it. Yeah, and he answers that, and then a couple more journalists will, will press and probe for an answer. Mm. And he's just got to bat him off. He's got to be professional about it. And, you know, mm. I don't... I, I, everyone knows that that question's going to be asked by someone at some mm. stage during the World Cup when he's put in front of them. Um, it's just disappointing that he didn't deal with it a little bit better, in my, yeah. in my eyes. But, I mean, it's done now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's sort of... It, it was irrelevant, isn't it? Because he's doesn't matter what he does or doesn't say, really. Yeah. He's going, but um, yeah, no, fair enough. And uh, but I do, I think he's played really well. And honestly, he gave an interview the other day, right? And uh, he said he was chatting, it was like an England one, and he was like, Oh, yeah, because uh, for England, I play this really disciplined holding midfield role, um, and I just sit in front of the back four. And, and for my club, um, I've got more of a free role where I can roam forward. And I was like, Exactly, that's why you're really good for England. And have like just not been the same for West Ham this season. Why the whole team dynamic is struggling because of your annoying, frustrating, infuriating desire to try and turn yourself into this Frank Lampard type midfielder, box to box, banging goals in when you're just not, those aren't your skills. I guarantee, right, mate. And I was having this conversation the other day, and I've banged this drum loads, and people listening are going, "Oh, here we go again." But I'm telling you. When Declan Rice goes to Manchester City or Chelsea or I don't think Liverpool um, will have the money or the 
um, or they the want, particularly the right project them, for him. They want yeah, them, yeah, but you know, and whether they could afford him, I'm not sure. But when he goes to Chelsea or Manchester City or even Manchester United, right? Because anyone who tries to tell me that he's not an upgrade on Fred and Scott McTominay, which plenty <laughs> of people have tried to do, uh, is absolutely yeah. deluded. Yeah. Um, when he goes to any of them teams, if you think for a second he will be playing any sort of freely roaming, attacking role, you've uh, absolutely no chance he will. Absolutely no chance. If clubs are spending that much money on him and paying him the wages he's going to demand, the reason they're doing that is because they want an N'Golo Kante, Claude Makélélé, Fernandinho, Rodri type player, of which Declan is fantastic at doing, to do that, clear up, and then give it to their far more talented attacking players, as in attacking players who are far more talented than Declan Rice at attacking. That's what they're going to want to do. You will never, ever see... that. I, I will have a bet with you now, Jonesy. Declan Rice will never, ever, ever, ever score more than 10 Premier League goals in a season in his career. Never. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. Unlike Frank Lampard, who was like Premier League top goal scorer, was he once or twice? I'm just saying that. I assume he was. But Frank Lampard was a world-class eight, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. But Declan Rice is not. Declan Rice is not an eight. No, I know people will tell me and they'll get on and, and, and as if he is, but then they haven't, they don't watch world class football players no. who are good at going forward because he will never, he'll never get more than 10 prem goals in a season. And as soon as he goes to one of those teams, there's going to be no, none of this. Oh, yeah, I see myself as a bit of a roaming midfielder. Okay, mate, well, we've just paid 120 million just, for a holding midfielder, so you'll be playing holding midfield. Just on that, though, I mean, the, that Rice's performances in the position he played for England this World Cup, mm. right? Just it made me think about the, the our last episode before we took we had the break, and I, I spoke about Piquetta and Rice in that midfield. Piquetta, yeah. Right? yeah. Look at what he did at eight for for Brazil before they got knocked out. Right. Yeah. Okay. For, forget the first game; he was awful. Right. <laughs> um, if you've got Declan Rice doing for West Ham what he was doing for England, and then you've got Piquetta alongside him doing for West Ham what he's doing for Brazil in the World Cup right we are a hundred times better mm. and it's just so obvious that's what we need to do just from those two individuals playing for their individual countries in, over the course of four games put them in the same thing and you've got you've got a lovely looking midfield there <laughs> and it's so no good at headers though are they like big Tommy Suchet so painfully obvious <laughs> I said it before the World Cup it's become even more obvious during the World Cup that Rice is so good at that role just to force him to do it anyway so, I, leave it out I was the one banging that drum the hardest don't well, give me that you were always oh yeah just playing at centre back you were always Mr no, Advocate piping up and chirping at me weren't you when I was saying just no. play him as a holding midfielder well, no, well, I'm going back for what I was saying the last episode before we had the break. I said if you fix the Piquetta problem, uh, the Piquetta problem, you fix the Skamaka problem, and that Piquetta problem is the fact he's not playing an eight. The only way he's not playing an eight is whacking him in at number ten. He's never played. Stick and Rice is going. Oh yeah, well, I'm a Roman midfielder. I've, you know, <laughs> I know. It's just, like, no deck. just, just wait, just chill out a little bit. 
yeah. step back and let someone who's actually more, more than capable of doing it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let someone who's actually good going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Oh, do you know how many times I've uh, drove through the opposition midfield and dragged one about 10 yards wide of the left post with my right foot? Yeah, but this Uh, was going to be in Southampton, so, like... What a screamer, was it? But that's what I'm saying. That's fine. But, But one, do you think one, for all of the... For every goal he scored, how many goals do you think his... Uh, annoying desire to be an attacking player has led us to concede. Uh, I I don't disagree at all. I think it's a lot. Um, exactly. But yeah, it was quite surreal, wasn't it? Watching um, like a Brazil team playing in a knockout game of a World Cup, and their star centre midfielder plays for West Ham. Yeah, you've got like when they score a goal and they're doing their little dance, and you've got like a West Ham player, PSG player, Barcelona player, Real Madrid yeah. player. Big Lucas Paquetta doing samba dance moves next to Neymar. It's like, yeah. what the hell yeah. is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Love it. Now, um, well, shame they're both out. Yeah, Naya Fagued, the um, the sole, uh, I believe, West Ham representative now left in the in the World Cup, Jonesy. Um, I forget Ariola. They're from around. Sorry, from yes. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will definitely forget. Um, Alphonse Ariola. What have you made of um, uh, the, what's it called, the RGs? I thought they were uh, pretty fortunate. It looked like they were going to go out the other night in their game against Holland. Um, and they've got Croatia in the centre. Oh, Croatia, when were they ever good? Do you know what I mean? Why are they, why are they just always popping up in like semi-finals and major tournaments? Breaks my heart, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And I big Nikola Vlasic. Sorry, I forgot. So we've got oh, a square yeah, Alphonse. And Vlasic, so we could very well have a World Cup winner in our ranks. Do you think Alfonso, does that count? No, I think it does. As I said, he's there for morale. He's there to shake everyone's hand after coming to congratulate him. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's that's important for a squad. We've been together for you know, a long period of time in a, in a, in a hot country. Yeah. Um, you know what but... has made me laugh? Sorry. You know what has made me laugh? Just to um, sort of sidetrack a little bit. The fact that all of the furor there was about James Madison beforehand and McGee hasn't played a single minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously going to happen, wouldn't it? Yeah. But Gareth Southgate's played that PR battle brilliantly, I thought. Same as picking Trent Alexander-Arnold. No intention of playing him, but gets the media in the press office back. Um, Reese James' injury probably did him a favour with with Trent Alexander-Arnold. But um, yeah, he just he's like, all right, fine, I'll pick Madison then. Just like mm. absolutely no intention of giving him any minutes yeah. whatsoever. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's played well for Leicester, but like, you could play well for Leicester, couldn't you? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I probably could to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, where were we? Sorry, where well, were we? I, was, I was saying what have you made of uh, the RGs, and then we were saying about Alphonse Ariola, and it's important for uh, for he's there shaking everyone's hand, getting involved in the celebrations, which is vital. From from an artist's point of view, I'm, I mean, I, I really want to see Messi lift the World Cup. I think God, be, God, I grow up. Honestly. It'll be it'll be um, a wonderful end to a wonderful oh. career. It was just, no, not a wonderful career. He stayed at the same club until he was literally forced out by league regulations. Stayed I'm, in I'm, his comfort zone the whole time. Unlike Ronaldo, abs- absolutely delighted that Ronaldo was walking off crying the other night. Got, got everything <laughs> he deserved after the way he's behaved, particularly over the last few months. Um, yeah, pitching a little child, 
So yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad that it came out on Instagram, didn't it? I know it was, it was the one dream I've ever always had, and it's, it's the dream's over now. And it's like, yeah, well, mate, like you are. Like there have been stages where you've been like holding Portugal back as well as Man United. <laughs> Um, so be at the next World Cup, though, couldn't he? I mean, it wouldn't be surprised me if he was rolling out at 42 years old or whatever. 40, 41 or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see uh, now, now. Obviously, the, the dream was the Argentina Portugal final, Messi Ronaldo face off, but um, I really want to see. I, 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 I actually wouldn't have minded England being there, mate. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that, was, that was the other dream. That was the other Because you're su- such um, a like content creator, aren't you? Just thinking of the clicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. But I want to see Messi. I want to see Messi lift it. Um, it will. It'll, I think it'd be fitting when it for him to to lift it after the career he's had, uh, the goals he's scored, um, the records he's broken. Um, for him to to secure to to lift the trophy, the only trophy he's not won in his entire career. He hasn't won the Betway Cup. He hasn't won the Betway Cup. It's very true. Um, but other than the Betway Cup, um, he it will complete the set for him. So I, I hope he wins it. Um, but yeah, they, I don't they think, have, mate. They I, have been I, generally I, quite underwhelming, though. Argentina. I, think. I, I don't they think have, they will. That's what I mean. They rely too heavily on him, don't they? they look too yeah, weak elsewhere. I, I think I mean, can't be on France. I've watched them a few times and just kind of been you know, I was expecting far far better from them. And mm. they've really the Messi scored what six goals and a lot of them have been penalties. Uh, was it five goals? A lot of them have been penalties that start you'd expect more from a team like that with Platt with a player mm. like that. But yeah. Um they they've managed to get themselves to the semi final. Like you like no reason why they, they they can't go all the way. So mm. um but yeah, I, I think I think it's quite. It's been quite, quite a good tournament. Oh, I think no, mate. No, I, I can't. I, I think it'll be a struggle getting past Croatia, as they've proved. I think they probably will, but I can't see. There's, I can't see past France. How do you? France where, will win it again. Yeah, probably. Where do you stand? I mean, I saw. I saw. I don't know who it was. I saw a clip of this on on Instagram. Someone saying that if it if it ended up being a Croatia Morocco final, it would be the worst thing to happen to a World Cup ever. Or oh, the best thing. What's the matter with people? What no, used like, to like underdogs? And he, and he was like, he was like, he, he was basically saying it's not what the World Cup's all about. The World Cup's watching two of the best countries in the world like battle it out in the final. So if you've got either Croatia versus uh, France or Morocco versus Argentina, like they're like, no, that's that's rubbish. That's rubbish. Like they basically Wait, had a, that, they had a. Public, those... They had a pop at France, Croatia in the in the last uh, the last World Cup game. Oh, that was a rubbish final. Like it ended up being a France like France smashed in four one. Um, but imagine it was a Croatia Morocco semi uh, final. Mm. Like, what? Well, do, do you think that that would be great, or do you think that would just be a little bit like what? No, I think it'd be absolutely incredible. I think that would be amazing. Those sort of people didn't like Leicester winning the league. Those yeah, sort of yeah. people like I mean, Premier League corporate shills who think that there's only any value when the big sides do it. I no. think it would be the most incredible sport in tail ever if Morocco, they're already the, the most successful African country at World Cup ever, first to reach the yeah. semi-finals. If they were to get to the final and win the flipping thing, it would be one of the most phenomenal sport in tails of all time. I, I would. I agree with that. I agree with that. Right. But what I will say is that I hated Leicester winning the Premier League. Pure, oh, you're a loser, uh, mate. You're out, a loser. Of, out, oh. of pure, out of pure jealousy, I was like, how dare they? 
how dare they come up to the Premier League, but like, almost go down and then go and win the Premier League? Like while we're all we're all like struggling every year. <laughs> yeah, how yeah, dare yeah. they come up and do that? Like, absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. The, the most annoying thing about it was that they cheated us of the three points at the King Power, didn't they, on the running? Yeah. Yeah. Is that when Aaron Cresswell scored a screamer, didn't he? Yeah. And then, um, then, then Vardy died for a pen, didn't he? Yeah. Got, so he gets sent off. Yeah, he, he did get sent off. In the end. He might have sent yeah. off, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was the only robbery. And we drew in the end, didn't we? We were going to get yeah. we were on, yeah. For a, yeah, on for a win. That was the only robbery of that. But... Um, yeah, I mean the alternative, mate, was Tottenham winning it that season. So I know, I know. I mean, yeah, when you look back, fair, fair play. Uh, rather, rather Leicester win it, but mm. yeah, I hate. I just hated that season. I mean, one, one thing a, I did good season for West Ham, but oh my god, I hated that. I just <laughs> you're, hated it so much. You're a weird bloke. You're a weird bloke. Um, one thing I did mean to get you on the referees' performance, England v France. What were your thoughts? Um. I think refereeing the whole of the World Cup has been pretty poor. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's been very good at all. Mm. Um, and I think it was very poor against uh, in the England game the other night. Like, mm. the, the, in the first half, the, the, the penalty that went to VAR, um, which was it in the area, was it out of the area? Um, I thought, that's a penalty. Mm. Um, I thought the foul in the build-up to their first goal was a foul. Mm. Um, I just all all in all, it was just it was just a poor refereeing performance, um, and it's it's it shouldn't be happening at games of that le- at that level. Yeah, right, we're, talk, we're talking about a World Cup, and the, the referees, the officials at World Cups, supposed to be the best of at doing what they do from their from their country, mm. and they're coming. They're on literally, literally excuse the cliche, but the biggest stage on earth, and you're making. Poor decisions, making mistakes, even with the help of the AR, and you're still getting it wrong. Um, those sort of mistakes shouldn't happen at World Cups, no. particularly at court and at court final level. Um, but they have been. It's not just in the France game; it's happened in lots of games. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. I, I don't know. It's not like xenophobia or anything like that. But I do think the fact that like, having a Brazilian ref used to Who's used to refing in the Brazilian league? Like, look at England v France. I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of like um, sensibleness there to have a, a German or a Spanish or an Italian official take charge of that game. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I it just feels mean. like, you know, a lot of those players there are European players anyway. So they're playing in, in big European leagues as it is. The cultural differences yeah. in the way that the game's played. And just the, the, yeah. the, like the speed and the intensity of the game, the quality yeah. of the league. Let's be like, I say, that's why it's not the xenophobic thing at all. Let's be frank about it. The Europe, all five of Europe's top leagues are considerably better than the speed and quality and physicality of the Brazilian league. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, so to have, yeah, I just think to have a Brazilian official take in charge of a, a quarterfinal between two. European sides, all of whom I would imagine—I don't know for sure—but I would imagine ninety-eight percent of the players for both of those teams play in one of Europe's top five leagues. So, you know, to to have a, a German, Spanish, or Italian ref take charge of that—I mm. um, don't know. It just why not? It seems do obvious, that, do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it does seem obvious. Yeah, yeah, it just seems a bit bit odd. Um, Some of the other stuff, some of the comments that have come out, you had an Argentinian ref um, taking charge of the Portugal-Morocco game, didn't you? Pepe and Bruno Fernandes after saying it was a a disgrace. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things, isn't it, where, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just... This this World Cup particularly, I think, has shone. Not that anyone was in doubt before about the the kind of organisation FIFA appears to be, but I don't know. It just sort of you get into a little bit of dodgy territory, don't you? With we know how the tournament was won, right? We know that there was um, yeah, uh, set that has been you know got suspended from football, that sort of thing. Um, we know that there was sort of dodgy dealings going on in in the way that the tournament ended up in Qatar, anyway. Uh, I, I, I find, and, and I think that just opens the door. I'm not saying I agree with any refereeing conspiracies. I'm not saying that, but it does open the door to, you know, players and fans and whatever going. Oh, that's a bit dodgy. That's a bit dodgy, and and that's what you've had that a few times, haven't you? Like coming I mean, out after the game and saying such things. We had it within what three minutes of the first game kicking off. Ecuador and mm-hmm. Qatar when Ecuador scored a perfectly good goal and then like suddenly VAR found this really dodgy offside call and it was literally in three minutes of the World Cup kicking off everyone was like hang on like Qatar uh, Qatar got one nil down after three minutes and it's been ruled yeah. out very very skip like it was a very skeptical call yeah. and start all right oh yeah okay we started already is it um and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. there have been so many so many little calls like that um but then when you get the players come out and start questioning stuff it is it does amplify the the conspiracies mm. a little bit but i mean I, I i don't for one think that any referees have been bought or anything no like god that. No, um, no 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 like, but it, it feeds the fire doesn't it it feeds the i just think that brazilian ref the other night wilton sampaio his name was he was just a poor referee i think yeah. he just but missed like i don't even think he was particularly biased i think goes, he was just rubbish it goes back to my original point is that you should like you shouldn't be having poor referees at World Cups. Like this is this is the World Cup. No, true. So true. You've got to have them from all over the place, but you do. You do. If he's but, the best Brazilian, Jesus, poor old Brazilian then, fans. But at the same time, if he's the best Brazilian, fine. But why have you given him a World Cup quarter final? You don't have to give. No, you, true. You know, he's refereed a couple of games earlier on in the tournament, and he's yeah. been deemed <laughs> give him Qatar Ecuador. <laughs> he's been deemed good enough to qualify yeah. to referee a, a quarter final because when he gets the knockouts. Referees are selected based on their performances in the group stages. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did have a good tournament up until then. That's I spoke to Mark Kelsey the other day, and he said, you know, he's been very good up to that game. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. Let the pressure get to him. Um, right, Jonesy. I think we'd have to wrap up. We just thought we'd uh, we'd drop a little podcast. We did promise we'd do one during the uh, World Cup. Um, so here we are. England are out already, unfortunately, at the quarterfinal stage. But no shame in it whatsoever. I think Jonesy and I are. Universally agreed that we should keep Gareth Southgate on. Um, you know, I don't want to personally offend anyone, but if you're not of the same opinion, um, you are wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so fingers crossed, um, Big Gazza stays on until the uh, Euros in Germany in 2024, Jonesy. I fancy a little trip out there for that. That'd be uh, that'd be very exciting indeed. Um, West Ham kick off again in the Premier League on Boxing Day away at Arsenal. Uh, I'm trying to wangle myself a ticket to that one, Jonesy. Uh, are you going? Are your father-in-law? Is it who supports? Uh, is it good? Um, 
No, we won't be going, but we'll be watching it over at my, my brother-in-law's in Bury St. Evans. Um, yeah. It's going to be me and four, five Arsenal fans in the house Ooh. watching it. That's so, um, yeah, lovely. Um, well, no Gabriel that? Jesus. He'll be out, won't he? Yeah, oh, that makes no difference really, does it? I'm absolutely dreading it for, for that reason and the reason that West Ham are back. Exactly. You never know, mate. It might this World Cup might be transformational for the club. Absolutely yeah, transformational. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We haven't really, uh James, you discussed what we're gonna do. We normally have Christmas off, but obviously we had the break um for the World Cup. Jonesy and I will will be in touch. I'm assuming, Jonesy, it's two weeks until that game. Is it safe to say that we'll do another pod in the build up to the Gooners game, even if it is just a, a sort of summary of how the World Cup finished in the end, if we've got any hammer World Cup winners and a yeah. little opposition view, which I'm sure we'll be able to get. Yeah, so what maybe this time in two weeks we'll have another one in the build up to Well no, this time in two weeks is the game. That's Boxing Day. So, All right, perhaps, so is it perhaps next week sometime. Next week sometime, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look at yeah. dates. But um but yeah, we're getting close to being back to full uh, full normal schedule, aren't we? In the in the full uh swing of things, as it were. And then in the new year it'll be uh, every uh, every Monday night slash Tuesday morning UK time as usual. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Just a reminder um, that you can follow us on uh, Twitter at we are underscore West Ham. Instagram, we're, we are West Ham pod. Um, on Twitter, I'm at William Pugh underscore. James is at by James Jones. Thanks for giving our personal accounts a follow as well. Um, where else are we on Jonesy? Facebook. Uh, you can search We Are West Ham Podcast over there. YouTube, uh, which James Jones has been doing a spectacular job of keeping the channel in good nick. Um, yeah, that's a We Are West Ham Podcast. Search us over there on YouTube as well. And you can buy us a beer, a little Christmas beer, if you fancy it. A little festive gift for me and Jonesy at buymeacoffee.com slash We Are West Ham. That's buymeacoffee.com slash We Are West Ham. Uh, you can buy us a pint. Jonesy and I, we're going to try and sneak one in over Christmas at some stage if we can. Um, so yeah, if you fancy uh, if you fancy chipping in, as a few of you said you'd do around Christmas, that would be lovely. It's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham if you fancy doing that. Um, as we always say to you, uh, that money only gets spent on beers over the bar or podcast equipment or guest fees to make the show better for you guys. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the World Cup as much as me and Jonesy have, um, even though we've both openly admitted um, <laughs> that we didn't uh, enjoy it perhaps as much as we have previous ones. But the next one's going to be an absolute corker, though, Jonesy, isn't it? We're definitely going to win it, first of all, so that's mm -hmm. good. And uh, a World Cup in the USA, Mexico and Canada. That sounds absolutely brilliant. I've got my eye on that one for sure but thanks for listening everyone uh, i've enjoyed the world cup enjoy the rest of it we'll speak to you before christmas so we'll give you some festive greetings then uh, thanks for listening tune in next week up the hammers uh, up the three lions and we'll see you next week hi this is tony cotty and you're listening to the we are west end podcast Podcast Network.